Edwards, Happy New Year and welcome to 2018. And with that, the Yarn's second year. We'd like to start our yarn with the reports from the Northern Hemisphere about demand, innovation and the commercialisation of wool in the American market. I'm here with Peter Slacksmith, General Manager for Corporate Affairs and Market Access at AWI. She conducts annual delegations and meetings with major retailers and their associations in the Northern Hemisphere. She was there in late 2017, but luckily she's here with me right now. Hi, Peter. Hi, Ella. It's lovely to be here again for another year of uh, AWI and wool growing and uh, the yarn. Great. Now, can you tell me why are these trips so important? AWI has been conducting these trips for probably around 10 or 12 years where each year we will go over and actually speak to retailers and brands specifically on animal welfare issues. I've been fortunate enough to be involved in these meetings and these delegations since around 2009, 2010. And it's a great opportunity for us as an Australian industry or Australian wool innovation to actually speak with those who are directly buying Australian wool growers' products. The purpose of the, of the delegations, which always involves a researcher and also always involves a wool grower from different parts of the country, is to actually provide those customers of Australian wool, the major retailers and brands, with black and white information about what's going on on the ground in, the, in Australia in terms of the wool industry and also what's happening from a progress point of view in terms of research that Australian wool growers are funding AWI to invest in, in specifically in relation to animal welfare and other issues that they're interested in. There are a number of people that I spoke with um, uh, who I thought might be of interest to, to Australian wool growers and our listeners. One of them was um, Steve Greenwich, who um, is a senior sales director for the US market for Telenio, which is an Italian spinner, which some may be well and truly familiar with. Telenio provides supplies wool, I should say, to a number of major retailers and brands in the US. Steve's been in his role for around 20 years in the US market, so he's provo- he has a great insight in terms of how that market has changed and how consumers and retailers and brands' perception of wool has actually changed and grown over the years. I asked him if he had a message for Australian wool growers. You're doing it right. Finally, I think you're starting to educate not only the North American market, but you're, educa- you're educating the world. I think you have a, the North American market is really absorbing all the information that you're giving us about the product. And we're starting to finally understand that wool is probably the most technical fiber out there. It took the U.S. market over 100 years to realise that, but I think we're finally realising that. The Australian industry in Italy has obviously had a very long relationship and you've been with uh, Telenio now for 21 years. So can you share with the wool growers of Australia what you've witnessed in those 21 years and how the wool trade in America has changed? Right now we are... The wool is the new fibre of the U.S. market. As long as the fibre has existed, today it's new and innovative, so it's kind of funny to me because wool has had the same properties that have existed since the turn of the century. But it's nice to see that companies such as we're here for an opening at Theory, we're focusing on one of my favourite fibres, or Micron 17.5 Micron wool, which we're doing in both uh, men's and women's suiting and in sweaters. Uh, So it's new and exciting times. And it's not only theory. You're seeing uh, the Australian wool product diversify in companies such as J. Crew, Aritzia, Canada Goose, all through the Americas, North uh, North America and Canada. So I'm very happy to see the growth. 
So, and Steve, a lot of these sort of companies, obviously, well, not obviously, but they're not based in Australia, and Australian wool growers and the Australian consumer isn't sort of exposed to them. So it's something that we sometimes struggle with trying to explain to Australian wool growers and tell the story of what's happening over here where our wool is consumed. Obviously, we produce 90% of the world's wool. So have you you've sort of touched on that increase in demand or increase in interest in a very, very old fibre that we all know and love. So um, is it really increasing in demand? Are more people wanting to buy wool? Well, you have a, what's interesting now is the U.S. used to have the wool product was used, basically used in sportswear and suiting in the U.S. And now you have, as we call it, the athleisure market. And you have a whole new customer base that is using wool for activewear, whether it's uh, workout pants, workout tops, under, intimate apparel. All different uh, aspects of wool is now being used in the U.S. and in Canada. And also, it's actually what's interesting, it's also being brought into the uniform industry, whether it's... Well, whether it's companies such as United Airlines or Delta, it's, it, wool is not just for suiting and for sweaters. It's now hitting all different markets of uh, North America. So it's an exciting time. And uh, because it's hitting the athleisure market, it is, that's one of the reasons why it's become the new fiber. Because athleisure is one of the most, when you, when you put wool in the athleisure market, you have to describe it. You have to give all the properties. It's wicking properties, whether it's uh, stain, water repellent, all the different aspects you can add to it. And that's athleisure. So uh, for me, I've ne I never thought I would see Nike using wool or Adidas using wool, but it's happening. So it's really very interesting what Steve's sort of saying. We joke about active wear here sometimes, but wool really is getting into a whole new product range that we've we've not seen traditionally, which is really exciting for Australian wool growers to actually see their wool getting into new product segments. Um, I also spoke with Jane Potter, who's a Senior Sustainability and Procurement Manager um, at Theory, which is a, uh, a women's and men's wear retailer brand based in uh, New York City. They've moved into 17 and a half micron wool and um, they've actually just put on, put on in the last couple of months a whole new range, which is being really well received by their consumers and they're really delighted with the response they're getting from customers. This has been a really successful program for us right off the bat. We've been having this wool in store for about a year now and our sales have been amazing. We monitor it weekly and it continues to grow. I think that this has a lot to do with a few main things. The Micron on this particular wool suit 17.5, which is an upgrade from what we were offering before and instantly it feels more luxurious. Um, it's 96.4 composition, so we always have a little bit of stretch in there. People really respond to it. But I think what's so cool about it is we can use the same fabric for both men's and women's so we really have a big impact with our buy and also there's consistency with our customer. People love the fit, they love the feel, we offer it all year round and it travels really well and it tailors amazing. And it's wonderful actually seeing the response of some of these customers actually walking in and feeling it and not understanding that wool can actually perform that way and feel that fabulous and it's not a big chunky fabric so it's, it's exactly. great watching that experience. Exactly, it's actually super light very clean um, and it feels so good. I mean, look, everyone's wearing it right now. It's 80 degrees in New York City. It's a summer night. Which is about, what, 23, 24 yeah. Celsius? It's yeah. Like summertime <laughs> and everyone's wearing these fabulous wool suits. So, like, we can dress for fall but still feel comfortable no matter what the temperature. Yeah, and obviously, wool being a transseasonal fabric, it's great for these sorts of, I don't know, what do you call um, shoulder sort of. Shoulder seasons. Yes, exactly. So it styles really well. And we're not just doing suiting out of it. I want to be 
clear. We do dresses. We have bomber jackets, so kind of unusual shapes that you wouldn't necessarily expect in wool. Uh, tailored pants, uh, sleeveless tops. So we really find it a great fabric to work into all different categories. So Jane, there's an increasing trend over the last couple of years of consumers and retailers and brands wanting to know more about the products they're buying. So are you seeing that with your customers? Absolutely. I mean, this is an incredible story for us to tell. I've been buying fabric for a long time and this is the first time in my experience that I've ever even had the opportunity to, you know, at first talk via Skype with the farmer and now meet him in person. It's incredible. It really also shows, you know, the importance of understanding the traceability of where things are from. And, you know, not only for our company, but our customers are so interested in this story. It makes it personal. It allows us to connect with the entire supply chain. And it's not that we don't trust where it's coming from, but we really want to understand and contribute to a positive supply chain. Jane, if you had a message for Australian wool growers, what would it be? I think my message for our partners in Australia is that I know that there's, I guess from what I've discussed, there, there's other options for your farms. And we love wool here in America. We, I mean, I hope that the quantities that we continue to purchase increase and we're really interested in the good husbandry and protecting our environment. As our Australian farmers, that's a perfect match really, isn't it? Indeed it is. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing, keep sharing your stories with us, and we're going to keep doing our due diligence to design into it and hopefully sell it. It's a perfect relationship. And Jane, I can't let you go without plugging theory, please. So I've walked in here and I've got to say, I wish I had an extra bag. (laughs) So if the ladies and gentlemen of Australia, wool growers, are wanting to actually purchase some of your products, what would you suggest or how can they do that? You can shop our e-commerce site, theory.com. We have men's, women's. We do accessories business and it's really clean, modern clothes. It's all about the fabric. That is our number one and our fit and our clothes last. And the colour is sensational. So I highly encourage uh, the ladies in particular, but also the gentlemen, Mm. to get online, theory.com, and have a look at Theory. Thank you very much, Jane. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, it sounds like you uh, really enjoyed Theory's collection, Peter. I wonder if you're wearing any right now. Well, no, no, I'm not, Ella, but I've got to say uh, I would be if if it wasn't uh, 42 degrees outside in Sydney Sydney summer. Um, But, Ella... um, Yeah, the colours really are sensational in theory and it really just goes to show those things, again, that we know and we love about wool, obviously the dyeability, it goes, you know, we can dye wool any sort of colour and it's it's great to see new brands using wool and uh, I suppose becoming aware of these, uh, you know, qualities that we've, we've known for years. Another person I actually spoke to um, in while I was on the delegation was Julie Hughes, who's the president of the US Fashion Industry Association. Julie Hughes, um, we've been meeting with for, for many, many years, and she really, um, I, I can't overstate how much of a good partner she is and a very good friend she is to the Australian wool industry. She's very highly respected and highly regarded within the US textile industry. Um, if you think about some of the major retailers and brands in the US, uh, they're all her members, basically, of the association that, that she runs. Um, she actually provided a really good insight and a really good explanation about why retailers and brands are really interested in supply chain and traceability and corporate social responsibility. So why these companies are really looking at what farmers are doing on, gra- on, on the ground. It's not about, you know, big brother coming over the, over the uh, shoulder. It's really a case of them wanting to have this understanding for, within their own business practices. 
Hello to everyone in Australia. Excited to talk with you. Want to come visit you too. (laughs) Sustainability, traceability, those are two of the big issues this year. And what we've seen with our members in our benchmarking survey that came out this summer, 100% of the respondents said that they are currently auditing and reviewing their tier one suppliers. So tier one suppliers, just to put that into context, so if they're um, buying garments um, as opposed to fibre or yarn, tier one suppliers would be their garment maker. Exactly. The tier one supplier, the first supplier that they work with. So for most of our companies, it's going to be either a garment factory or a home textile factory that those are being audited all of the time. What our, what our members are looking for, though, is how to improve the traceability and information available at tier two suppliers and back through the supply chain. And that's why we're really excited. What we've been talking about that AWI is doing and the information that you're sharing with us about how our members can plug into the information that Australian wool growers are providing already to know exactly what's happening on the farm. Maybe not, you can't meet your sheep who provided your wool. Um, maybe someday we will, but in, but seriously, not joking, um, to the ability to know how the animals are treated, um, what the supply chain is, um, what information is available both on quality and on animal husbandry pa- practices because both are equally important to different people in the brand and retailer companies. And Peter, you then spoke to a very influential man from a very important association in America. Let's hear what he had to say. Sitting down with Steve Lamar, who is the Vice President of the American Apparel Footwear Association. Steve, it's wonderful to see you again. You're a very good friend of AWI and a very good friend of the Australian wool industry. Can you give the Australian wool growers a little bit of an insight in terms of what your role is here and the members that you represent and and what you've been doing with Australian wool innovation over the last eight or nine years? Well, we, we view you guys as a, as a partner. It's really been, been terrific to work with you over the last decade to, to learn about all the procedures that you're uh, implementing and evolving and, and changing to um, really be able to tell the story about how Australian wool makes its way um, through the supply chain, how you're able to trace it, uh, the, the animal husbandry animal husbandry practices that you're implementing um, because that information is really important for our members which are the um, the brands the retailers who are um, making decisions about what kind of fibers they have to use where they're going to buy their their materials how they're going to give directions to their suppliers both their first and their second and their third tier suppliers and and that information is becoming increasingly important so um, your effort to come here and, and explain to us um, on an annual basis even even more frequently than that sometimes is really important because our members are increasingly demanding that information Steve, some of your members um, we've obviously deal with as well, and we obviously have a global supply chain with wool leaving Australia, and they're not quite often going through through uh, China or India or um, Italy before it comes to the final market here in the US. Some of those customers, some of uh, uh, New Balance and um, North Face, for argument's sake, that we've actually met this year. Why do you think that traceability or that global supply chain is so important? Is it the distance between the, the raw material and the consumer, or is there more to it than that? Well, wool is very popular, and our members want to be able to use wool, and being able to tell that story uh, is important because they're 
their consumers, their customers, whether they're the whether they are the retailer or the wholesaler, they have to be able to explain to um, the people that are buying the product, uh, you know, the finished article, um, where the materials came from, how it was handled, um, what uh, what processes it went through, um, whether the animals were well taken care of. All of these questions uh, come into the equation, and so the end. Uh, retailer, the brand, uh, is asked these questions, and if they can't provide the answer, um, then they may opt to go to a different fiber or a different source. So um, they want to use wool, and 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 the story that you guys have that you've been able to tell, um, I think, is is helping them um, make sure that that wool has the, the the right place in their supply chains. If you've been a very, very good friend of Australian Wool Innovation and the Walmart Company over over the nine years I've been involved and obviously have been working on these CSR and traceability sort of issues and animal welfare, but also on free trade agreements such as the Trans-Pacific Partnership, I, I would hope that one day you could actually come to Australia and the wool growers could actually meet meet you guys because you, you are a wonderful fan, friend of the industry. And I'd really be keen to actually, um, if you have any sort of message for Australian wool growers, what would it be? Fill out the NWD. Uh, the- Increasingly, um, the uh, members, my members, are are wanting to see um, the paperwork all the way to the beginning of the process, and it really starts there. The NWD is the foundation of a responsible, sustainable traceability program. Um, I've been very pleased to see that its use has increased uh, over over the years since since we've worked together, and I'm hoping that we can quickly get up to 100 percent. And so, my my just simple. Uh, plea, a uh, recommendation is get everybody on the NWD so um, that can then form um, just a really solid uh, picture of what the industry is doing and contributes to the to the narrative that I think you should be very proud about telling. Increasingly, it's you know that kind of that kind of documentation becomes the foundation of a of a healthy, trusting customer partnership. Our members uh, they need to see uh, that information from all their suppliers. So they're asking they're asking for all of their suppliers to provide that kind of information. Um, and so um, if 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 you can build that into your standard operating practice, yes, nobody likes to fill out paperwork, but this is paperwork. That is the, as I said, it's the grounding of a very solid, good narrative uh, that you should be proud about telling all around the world. Steve, thank you very much. It's lovely seeing you again. Uh, you too. Great seeing you. And look forward to seeing you next year. Every year when AWI holds these delegations, we always take a wool grower from different parts of, of the country and also a researcher. So AWI can speak on the black and white facts and we can get a grower to speak about what their experiences is from a practical perspective. And we've got that technical expertise from one of the researchers we're funding um, in animal welfare to actually go and speak on more specific issues as well. Julian von Bibra from Tasmania was the grower who came along with me this year and Julian shared some of his insights in terms of what he saw in the meetings. What an opportunity to be given um, that chance and I, I didn't have a preconceived idea of who I was going to meet but um, overwhelmed by their professionalism, their commitment to um, our product and their knowledge of the industry. So. Um, overall very taken by um, the staff in the, the various um, centres and their knowledge of our product and what we do in Australia. And their pride of working for Australian wool growers? Very much so. They see what their role is in this um, really large industry and um, have a, a great commitment and um, dedication to, to their role that they play.
play in marketing our wool. If you had a message back to um, your fellow wool growers, what are the brands and retailers that we've met with, what are they saying about animal welfare in particular? I think as an industry we need to focus heavily on that aspect of our farming practices and recognise where our wool's being sold and the fact that animal welfare is only going to get more of an issue um, as time goes on, along with sustainability, along with our land management practices. And Julian, this whole um, trend in, in, in all markets, not just in retail and not just in apparel or fashion of, of um, an end user wanting to, or a customer wanting to actually know where their raw materials come from, is not unique to us in the wool industry. It's for all uh, businesses who are sourcing raw materials. What would be the message that you would send to other wool growers? The trade are very interested in our practices and they also want to see our compliance and I guess as a wool grower we're often very good at preparing our product but um, we let ourselves down in our paperwork and they are very much focused on the way we fill our species in and completing that national wool declaration and making sure we tick all the boxes, sign off on it so that they can trace what is happening on farm and get the feedback accordingly. Dr Peter James from the University of Queensland also came along um, to provide technical expertise on the, with, uh, in the meetings. People in the fashion industry really do want to use wool and, and importantly there's, there's, a, there's competition out there. People are trying to, to use wool in a way that's better than, than their competitors and they're very interested in the image of wool and, and um, that wool is seen as a sustainable product. And Peter, what would you say in relation to um, the companies that we've been meeting with who obviously use wool and love wool and want to continue using wool, but they can obviously switch to other fibres as well, so they're really keen to look at the traceability of the raw materials going into their products. What, what do you think growers need to know about that? The manufacturers that we spoke, and spoke to understand the qualities of wool and they really want to use it but in today's market it's all about sustainability it's about about good animal welfare practices and regardless of how good the fiber is the other fibers are telling that story and wool needs to be able to tell it and importantly to be able to demonstrate it and that all goes to to good declaration and good practice on farm That's researcher Dr Peter James. Now, Peter, it sounds like there is great momentum around the use of wool in the American market. What was so different about this trip compared to your previous ones? The take-home message from um, from this year in particular was, first of all, the US is going off. It's like they've just discovered uh, wool in the last year or two. And the number of companies who are now using wool, who've never used wool before, and the number of companies who are using wool in new ranges, I think Steve Gronich talked about active wear and athleisure, how that's that's really become the, you know, the the mainstay at the moment. Um, But the passion that people actually have of wool, we think that we're passionate about wool in Australia, growing up with wool or growing wool, but the the passion these retailers and brands have, they really love it. They definitely see themselves as partners in the Australian wool industry and it's not sort of a uh, fly-by-night sort of a thing from their perspective. They want to um, work closely with us. Um, They're keen to learn as much as they can and work with us, obviously, in a whole range of areas, whether it's product development from an AWI and Woolmark perspective or marketing initiatives, but also really keen to talk to growers and see what growers are actually doing and, most importantly, to keep buying Australian wool, which is fabulous from our perspective, I guess. Thanks for joining us on The Yarn. From me, Ella Edwards, goodbye, and we look forward to your company again soon.